Hi, my name is Bill Bryant. I'm the CEO, founder of Soundation Studio, and uh, you're listening to The App Guy. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, The App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, The App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp. And, you know, I go often around the world. Uh, sometimes I'm in Silicon Valley, sometimes New York, sometimes actually in other parts of the world. But today is representation from Down Under, one of my favorite uh, places. And uh, I've got on uh, the uh, episode today, Alan Mitchell, and he's going to talk to us about his journey creating an app. It's called The Core App. Uh, I'll make sure I put all the uh, links to uh, the various things we're talking about in uh, my show notes. So just go to theappguy.co and it'll be episode 198 with Alan Mitchell and you'll get uh, links to all the things we're going to talk about. Uh, But he's also actually a partner, partner at, uh, I believe, a law firm called uh, Herbert Smith Freehills. And so, yeah, let's talk to you, Alan. Uh, Well, first of all, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Great. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. So, so if I Try and understand your journey. You're an app developer, but also uh, you work uh, and you've had a long career in law. Is that right? That's correct. It's um, I've been working as a lawyer for about 20-odd years. Uh, five of those years were spent in London and uh, the last 15 in uh, Melbourne in Australia. Right. So you're, you're actually perfectly positioned then not to just snag a load of images from other places and put them into your app. You're pretty good at making sure your app is legal and is, um, is uh, not, not going to get sued. Well, I hope so. <laughs> so far, so good. So this is really, you are my first guest out of literally 198 episodes to, uh, to have a full-time career uh, as a lawyer. And uh, also, you know, do, do apps, uh, I'm guessing as a side project, what, what uh, really inspired you to do that? Sure. Uh, one thing about being in Australia is that if you uh, have to travel to Europe, it's a very long flight. And uh, about 18 months back, I was flying from Melbourne to uh, Milan in Italy. And it's about a 22-hour flight. And I had kicking around in my head uh, half an idea to develop an app. And uh, so over the course of that sort of 22 hours where you're locked up in a plane uh, and there's uh, not a lot to do except read a, occasionally read a book or a film um, or have a drink, uh, I developed the idea. So I started with just a sheet of paper and wrote out about 20-odd pages, I guess. And that sat there in my head for a couple of months and then came back, typed it all up, and then uh, went and started speaking to some uh, development companies who could cut the code and got them to, to do that. And that was quite a, an iterative, iterative process in that I sent out sort of various flowcharts and designs of how I wanted the app to look and operate and what it was intended to do. And uh, the company that did the actual work for me uh, is based in India. So there was lots of Skype telephone calls, lots of emails backwards and forwards and developing it. And so there's been a process of refinement. And so I guess, one, there's been the engagement with the IT company in India in actually cutting the code. And then separately, I've used people from other parts of the world to do different parts of it. 
I mean, so, so Alan, this is fa- fascinating, and you know, it almost makes me wonder: wh- why did you get involved in doing an app? Are you is it, is it something that you think uh, w- will make you incredibly wealthy, and you'll be selling it to you know Google, Apple's, whatever, or is it something to to just get you know creative with? But perhaps you can give us an idea behind your thinking. Probably the the creative dimension, and uh, for better or worse, I think I'm a person that when I have an idea. I want to see it fulfilled, be it um, what it what it takes to actually take through to completion an idea and try to implement it. And so it was probably that. If I if I had not taken this through to completion, it would have been something of an itch that I would always be scratching. So it was much, as much as anything to to give fulfilment to an idea. Well, Alan, you're inspiring a lot of people. I'm sure there's actually somebody right now who's listening to this on a flight. And I really recommend, you know, put down all the uh, the gadgets and just pick up a sheet of paper and start developing an app because it can inspiration to take take a, a hit on you anywhere. And uh, and I'm guessing that as well, if we've got listeners who are inspired by this, that uh, having a creative project outside of work, it must be just it's something that's really interesting. It is. It's something which um, it was reasonably easy to accommodate within my work demands in that I would do the work uh, at night after work and the the company in India that was cutting the code is five and a half hours behind um, Melbourne time so when I was getting home and getting on the net so to speak to them it would be still their working day and likewise I got the, the icon was developed by uh, a lady in Romania and the marketing uh, of it of getting done by uh, a person in Chile and another person in uh, the Philippines. So it's, it's been a bit of fun sort of seeking out people from different places and getting them to, to, to make their contributions. Well, Alan, anyone who says that we're not living in the future is completely wrong. I mean, here you are based in Australia and you've basically got a whole global team you've assembled for building this one app. Uh, so th- let's talk about the app then. So it's uh, it's called Core and uh, tell us a bit about it. Okay. Um, what it is, is a type of organiser and diary. I guess the idea comes from the notion that Facebook is a tool which people use to broadcast information about themselves, um, but much of their internal life is not really, you don't want to display that. It's more that uh, you want to be able to marshal and capture a lot of private information which might be scattered in uh, various apps that you might have or in paper form. And the idea is to try to corral that information to make it um, easy to capture it and access it when you want it. So it's both got a practical dimension in that a lot of the sort of practical life information that you have, you've captured in that one source file. And separately, hopefully, it's a, uh, a facility that simulates a bit of private reflection that people can write about things and not leave sort of unfulfilled ideas and thoughts that they might have. So it's set up in 10 modules and they're themed silos where a user inputs information about various things. I can take you through the, the silos if, if you want, Paul. Yeah, well, I mean, I know what would be more interesting is a lot of um, questions that come to me are about the launch of an app. So 
it seems to me that you know a lot of people listening to this can actually cope with the creation side of it uh, but it's the uh, getting it discovered in the world that's the biggest challenge how has that been for you sure it's pretty much been a trial and error process um working out what things work and what things don't work and there's uh plenty of the latter and less of the the former um i guess in terms of um profile it so far had there's been a couple of good profiling platforms that had uh, most recently uh, it was profiled in virgin australia's in-flight magazine and virgin uh it's it's just an offshoot of virgin uh, atlantic it operates in australia and uh, through asia it has a readership of about i think 500,000 odd of the magazine that's on in-flight so that they have an entertainment section and each month they feature three apps that was last October or October just passed. Um, uh, Core was one of the three apps. Wow. Uh, so, and then, so could you measure the uh, impact that that had on the downloads? Yeah, it was, it was quite a good impact. Um, one thing I would say is that um, it strikes me that you get less impact from old media forms than you do from new media forms, because if it's a form uh, of profiling that's actually on your mobile phone, people can more easily directly go to downloading it, uh, whereas if it's in paper form, particularly if someone's sitting on an aeroplane, uh, it's not easy to go that transition, that that quite small moment in time when people have uh, the intention to actually download something and try it out. So quite a good impact, I'd say, was was that, but a much better impact was um, an online profiling I had a, about six, nine months ago, which was um, it was featured on the App Store in Australia, India, and parts of Asia as one of the best new apps in its category. So I think that I really noticed a quite an exponential lift in downloads. It went up by a factor of sort of 20 or 30 uh, in terms of when it was on that, and then it had quite a residual uh, follow through after it ceased to be featured because the featuring normally goes for about I think it goes for two weeks. Yeah, it and just that, it just shows you, impact. doesn't it? It just shows you that actually with um, I, um you know with Apple in particular that uh, it seems to be that the the only way we get downloads is to be featured uh, in the new and noteworthy section or certainly what the, you know the trending or what's hot and uh, maybe that tells us something. We're learning something about app discovery because of that. Um, because I'm really shocked, actually. I honestly thought that if I seen a really good idea in an in-flight magazine, of course, you've got someone's attention and time then, that, you know, it would kind of ingrain themselves a little bit in their, their mind. So when they do get to an internet connection, they would download the app. But what you're saying is that actually those 500,000 readers didn't have as much impact as literally just being showcased uh, on uh, the App Store uh, for for a short period of time. That's right. That's right. I, I think um, there was a massive difference in downloads com- uh, from featured on the App Store as compared with uh, featured in Virgin in Flight magazine. And I think it, I, I, rightly or wrongly, I put that down to simply that the ease of access when you're actually looking on the App Store, it's an instantaneous response. You see it there. You download it, you try it out as compared with in-flight magazine, you might read it. Uh, you don't have your phone turned on and you may not turn it on for an hour or two or several hours 
and that that resonance is lost yeah i'm I'm sure that uh, i know you do a lot of work in the evening but there must be the occasional time where you go at work to uh check your uh downwards (laughs) uh, (laughs) i could never confess to that (laughs) (laughs) okay but this this is the exciting thing you see because you know i guess uh having a a side project like this it it does uh you know lead to like a bit of a mini roller coaster for you Uh, i'm I'm guessing you you know your whole livelihood is not riding on this uh, like some of our listeners who have uh you know to feed their family with the apps uh, that they're selling on the app store but it can be quite a lot of fun, I guess, and when you get those moments of big spikes. It is, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like, um, and when you get these profiling opportunities, quite often they come out of the blue. So uh, it's, you know, it's, it is quite exciting to get that. For instance, the one with Virgin, um, I just got an email, sort of an unsolicited email, saying that Virgin had selected it to be featured. And you know, it's quite a thrill to think just this email just comes in and it's there. And then, uh, you see it in an in-flight magazine a few months later. Yeah, it, so that's, that's always it's always the challenge, isn't it? Because a lot of the uh, Appster tribe listening to this are pushing the message uh, out there, and uh, what you're demonstrating is that you know if you build something good, uh, it, it can be quite frustrating if it's not discovered. But then you know, out of the blue, uh, that you do get these uh, uh, opportunities. You do, yeah. I mean, another example was um, I just got an email from uh, a guy in Israel who did a um, an app review site there, and again, that was featured and got a very good rating on that site. But again, that's something that was sort of wholly unsolicited and um, was, you know, very welcome. I guess it, it's like a lot of things, though. You can put a lot of effort into something and get no reward, and yet sometimes conversely you don't put much effort into something you get a lot of rewards so it's i guess that if there's a lesson there it's you've just got to keep pushing to promote things some things will pay off some things won't pay off yes and it's quite unpredictable as to where the opportunities will arise yeah i love that you know just keep pushing and pushing because uh, ultimately you know what we're doing is it's all part of the journey what i've realized you know the apps that i've released and the uh and the journey with this podcast is, is it's all about the actual journey and, uh, you know, developing our skills uh, along the way and, and just taking the luck and almost trying to create our, our own luck with those uh, things that come through out of the blue that uh, then ch- you know, change the course of uh, our, our success with whatever we're getting uh, involved with. Um, yeah, so, uh, so so you've been on the uh, App Store. Is it an Android and a, an Apple app or is it? Uh, it is, yeah. Right. Uh, it's sort of... Started life only as uh, on on iPad, and then the next step I did was to have it broadened to iPhone also, and also Android, and so the latest step has been to um, broaden it from English to now being in six languages, which the other five being Mandarin, Spanish, Portuguese, French, and German, and that was as of last week, and there were sort of several updates built into that. And what I'm now doing is um, developing it so that it has a web base. So the idea being that a user at the moment is confined to accessing the information they input to the device only, whereas with the new update, it will be web-based so that a a user can access the inputted information from whatever device they use or from desktop. So... 
Uh, I'm getting that. Um, I'm hoping that to be released by sort of mid to late December. So the idea at the moment, um, the app is free with an in-app purchase uh, to get uh, another five modules. Uh, whereas when I get the web base, the, all of the modules will be free and the purchasing in-app will be for the web base. And I'll do that on an annual subscription. So it might be you know a dollar or two per year uh, to do that. And the web base I'm using is Amazon S3. So that I think is sort of a very powerful uh, facility. It has very good encryption and protection. And it's also a hell of a lot cheaper to develop to that rather than actually have to operate a server uh, independently. So I think it's those sort of tools becoming available and making it um, a lot of these enhancements possible. Now, one of the things, Alan, I think would be very valuable for us is that uh, learn from you what it's like to outsource the whole thing because you've you, you've not done you know any coding yourself. You've outsourced to different teams. It sounds like you've outsourced the the image work and the coding separately what, what could we learn from you it, it you know for example was it okay you went to india i guess for the coding how did that work out for you sure um and it was a somewhat informed decision in that a friend of mine has uh quite a, a large it company in australia and i chatted to him about whether he could do it that was the initial discussion and he said yes uh but the price that he would charge would be you know a a multiple of or several multiples of what I, he could get done elsewhere. And so he recommended to me a company that he sometimes outsourced to in India. So it wasn't a case of um, potluck of trying whoever's out there. It was actually having um, insight from someone in the industry who has used people um, and sort of is expert in choosing what would be a good company to use. And the company I, I have used, I think, have done a very good job. Uh, so that was in terms of the selection of the IT developer side of it. Uh, they did a lot of the graphics. And then in terms of selecting, uh, say, the designer for the icon and the like, um, I just I used freelancer.com to put it out to tender. I uh, got sort of 50 to 80 odd bids and I just went through their portfolios and looked at what I thought was, it struck me as the best anyway, and I, and picked them and the particular person who's in Romania, I think has you know, a good flair and so the icon I think is a little different. Yeah, no, it's good advice because again, we don't just have uh, developers who develop their own apps, we have uh, you know, people that are, are doing this and, and outsourcing it and uh, obviously, there is a, a real benefit, I guess, of going out uh, overseas, especially uh, in places like India. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I guess you have to really do your homework. And, you, and it sounds like you did uh, before you actually uh, approached uh, the company and, and got and appointed them. Um, there's two more things we need to do, Alan, before we uh, say goodbye to you. And um, there's two, well, the first thing is to try and flesh out from you an app idea. Well, the listeners on the show, they... They love when we try and create a new app idea, something that we could build. Um, I'm just going to ask you straight out if you have any other ideas that we could jump on and uh, <laughs> help with you. If you do, that's great. If not, there's another way we can flesh out an idea from you. 
I'm, I'm bereft of further ideas. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I just wondered if you had any more flights, you know, where you just uh, started secretly uh, sketching out another one. Well, I, I, I had to go to Madrid and back in six weeks, in six days just last week uh, to fly to Madrid for a conference and then come back. And that was 22 hours there, four, four, 20, 22 hours there, four, hours, four days there and 22 hours back. So I had a bit of time. Um, I did spend on the way back, though, reading uh, a book which um, a guy, I think George Brokowski, I think his name was, um, in which I think it's called How to Build a Billion Dollar App. And so I read that, and that had some, I think, quite useful insights uh, in terms of marketing and development. He, I think, was a guy who was closely involved with several apps, including one called Halo, which is, I think, a taxi booking app. Yes, and I think, here in London. So... Um, He's just released this book and had a lot of interesting insights. So read that uh, last week, and so hopefully we'll put into practice some of the things he suggests. Uh, but you know, uh, that, so that's so fact, strange, uh, Alan. I have to say that when you're me- you mentioning that, he, I think he started following me, whether he's doing some kind of Twitter uh, <laughs> campaign. But I noticed the book, and uh, you know, because obviously it stands out. You know, how to build a, build a billion dollar app, and uh, yeah, I was like, I was tempted, but then I thought it sounds a bit scammy. But you, it, no, was, it was it was actually was quite really, yeah. It was I thought it was a really good book actually. I thought it was a really good book. A um, lot of I think practical insights. I read most of it, but um, uh, the waiter or not the the, the guy on the the, the plane uh, knocked over a glass of water onto my iPad uh, where I was reading the book on, and it ruined the iPad. So I couldn't I couldn't finish the last few chapters. Oh, no. but, uh, and that's uh, where it gets to the juicy stuff about how how to do the billion. You know, you probably Absolutely. only reached a million by then. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to chase up the airline to get a new iPad, I think, after getting, getting soaked, personally getting soaked and my iPad getting soaked. Okay, so here's a billion dollar idea, which you've just spurred okay. and uh, I figured that, well, let's flesh this out. So you do a lot of traveling and uh, would it be useful as a traveler to try and unjumble all the uh, frequent flyer miles that you're entitled to? to try and get you the best deal or certainly uh, give you the most rewards for your frequent flyers. Because I think like there's a lot of confusion around uh, frequent flyer rewards and uh, you know what flights to take, how to get them. Imagine an app that just consolidated all the airlines, all the uh, information on and all the deals. And then it, it helped you when booking flights to uh, maximize your frequent flyers or get the maximum number of points for, um, for redemption. Look, I think that'd be really useful because uh, a lot of the airlines that you can travel on have a connectedness and you want to get the status credits. Uh, For instance, uh, the airline I flew uh, to Madrid on is connected with Qantas and I've got Qantas, uh, primarily go with Qantas, but would like a transference of status credits from the other airline onto Qantas. I guess if there was to be such an app, you would probably have to have it enabled so that it could communicate across apps for information stored in one app, being able to sort of cut and drag to another app. And I think that Facebook have recently released uh, a patch which can assist that process. So it might be that that might be an enabler of the type of facility that you were describing. Yeah, so there you go. Apps to Tribe listening to this right now. There's your app idea of the day. And uh, we would love that app, you know, something that can help us just digest the whole uh, frequent flyer uh, confusion out there and, and, and help us really 
get the maximum uh, frequent flyer points for uh, flying. Uh, so the other thing is what, you know, given that you do a lot of traveling, I'm sure that there's one or two apps on your smartphone that uh, you could recommend to us. And uh, well, maybe one or two that you think we possibly wouldn't have come across before. Well, I guess some of the, I think TripAdvisor is an obvious one, but I find that really useful on all travel. Um, so I'd say that was uh, the uh, the best app that I would most commonly use when traveling would be TripAdvisor. Uh, I think restaurant apps that are localized are really useful too. Uh, there's one I was using in Madrid, the name of which I can't recall for the moment, but I found that really useful. So I think it's those sort of things that can give you uh, an insight that's current into good restaurants uh, and good bars in a place is fantastic. And so a lot of them are just very localized apps. So, um, but TripAdvisor, I find the best and most keenest information. Uh, I was in Cambodia in July and um, was guided to, or had a guide inside, and you could see how powerful that is as an app. This guy was almost obsessed at getting number one ranking on TripAdvisor for guides in Siam Reap. And uh, he did sort of a campaign uh, for every person who actually came to him. And it has massively generated his business. And you know, he was a, a, a poor guy. He's, he and his family, like many in Cambodia, had suffered under the Khmer Rouge. And he's been able to build a life out of guiding. And so much of his uh, wealth creation comes from his listing in TripAdvisor. So uh, a very obvious recommendation of an app. But I think it was a powerful uh, insight into how someone's life can really change through the benefit of people putting decent reviews on and he's motivated to do a very good job because of the effectiveness of recommendations on TripAdvisor. Yeah, I think I was listening to an episode where uh, there was an interview with the founder of Hotel Tonight and he was talking about TripAdvisor and that they're now, I believe, uh, how they have more mobile users for of their apps than they do on their website. So... You know that that just goes to show that the whole world is going mobile, and uh, there is a, the, you know, the the trend continues. Yeah, TripAdvisor—it's amazing. Having done a review, I—it's almost getting slightly annoying, I guess. But having done a review about four or five months ago, I get regular updates on how many people have read it, uh, read that review. So it's an, it must be a, a very heavily engineered app to be delivering that sort of feedback to people who would be, you know. The, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, who provide these reviews. So it's obviously a very sophisticated piece of um, software. Yeah, no, and I do lots of reviews on TripAdvisor as well. And, you know, it's always like nice when because I, I like giving back as much as I can. And, and if you go to, uh, you know, enjoy a service, it's always nice to say, you know, I'm going to leave a good uh, ranking uh, on TripAdvisor for you. And uh, it generally uh, does actually get you uh, noticed and uh, people are appreciative. So yeah, if you're listening to this right now and you're eating or you're, uh, in a restaurant, then you know, just pull out your phone and leave a TripAdvisor review and do something, you know, good today. So, Alan, we um, we're running out of time here, and, uh, and um, is there anything you feel that we haven't covered that would help the audience from your specific app journey? No, I, th- I think that basically covers it. But try a lot of routes, um, see what works, uh, and I think in promoting the things which work work best are those which are mobile-based advertising or profiling because I think you then have that direct 
accessing of your app by a person if they're interested. And I think it's just that very brief moment in time when people have that uh, purchase mindset, which they don't have in other contexts, particularly old media. Yeah, not yet, but I'm sure there'll be some development where, you know, you can uh, look at a magazine and then uh, purchase something, which uh, is by uh, maybe pulling out your phone. So, uh, <laughs> but that's not yet, not, it's not here yet. And oh, well. But Alan, thank you very much for joining us on the App Guide podcast. What a great uh, gentleman you are and a uh, great uh, Australian entrepreneur. And so uh, how best can we uh, reach out and connect with you? Uh, well, the, the sort of the promotional website I have for it is www.mycoreinfo.net. So there's sort of access points there. Great. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and uh, I will just uh, put some other uh, notes uh, on the show notes for episode 198 with Alan Mitchell. Uh, just go to uh, theappguy.co. And uh, if you're listening to this past uh, the episode, then you can always use the search function to get back and uh, see all those uh, episodes um, notes. So Alan, thank you very much for joining us and uh, appreciate uh, we, you know, just uh, have to uh, full uh, disclosure. You did uh, move office for me and I was very grateful. <laughs> so uh, thanks for being such a sport and uh, you're welcome back anytime on the App Guy podcast. Oh, many thanks. Thanks, Paul. Cheers.